Hey, Google, play In the Marbles with Soda and Ethan. All right, playing the latest episode of In the Marbles with Soda and Ethan. Spinning out of control, here we go Foot to the pedal, till it's touching the metal Let's rock and roll, yeah So they and Ethan get them tigers to screeching I beat them, check the flags, last lap Nobody can beat them It's just that it's a party, put it on in the carpool And hear us talk a lot of NASCAR in the audio Singing loud, we don't just want it out of mode We're getting dirty around here, yeah We're in the marbles Way in the marbles Uh, way in the marbles In the marbles Hey everybody, welcome to episode 44 of In the Marbles with Soda and Ethan. My name is Soda, you can find me on Twitter at Soda underscore Hunter. And I am Ethan, you can find me on Twitter at Viva La Ethan. Uh, 44, man. What, what, who you got for 44. I don't think this is even a question. I, I'm pretty confident that both of us are going to pick the same driver. I am choosing, every time I think of the 44, I have to go with that solid blue, white, red, Georgia Pacific 44 driven by the legend, Buckshot Jones. I figured that's who you would say, so I was going to go different. Okay. I mean, same team, basically. But Yeah. Uh, I was going to go to Hot Wheels 44, Kyle Petty. Oh, you can't beat it. I love that paint scheme. The Hot Wheels scheme is really good. I mean, it grew on me over time, honestly, because the first time I yeah. saw it, I was like, I don't know if I like it because I don't like the, I don't like the circle kind of looping around the number and stuff like that. But then the more you look at it and you're like, okay, the fact that it's a, a Hot Wheels track. Right. It's just, it's, it's good. It's just really, yeah. really good fantastic and i think hot wheels was actually allowed to make their own die cast of that even though racing champions and action and all that had the licenses i think hot wheels because of being in nascar with that car i think they were allowed to make to have a little run right there in the late 2000s with die cast i remember them having 124 scale and 164 scale yeah absolutely they did it was uh, a very magical time to be a die cast collector well yes and no because it was getting oversaturated yeah actually and and that's why it kind of fell off you know that like that's the time that was it was that point where you didn't find earnhardt in the store anymore because he signed an exclusive deal with action right so all of a sudden he he wasn't at walmart at all you know and eventually winter circle came out and that would bring back the Earnhardt cars, you know, and, and, uh, Walmart and stuff like that. But yeah, it was really oversaturated at that point, but hot wheels came out with some really cool stuff. I remember them having, uh, the pit wagons with the cars. Oh yeah. Yeah. I remember, uh, I had a Scott Pruitt of all things. I don't know why I had this. I had a Scott Pruitt one twenty fourth scale tied number 32 and the whole body came off the car. 
so you could have the bare chassis underneath it and the metal body off to the side and you could like reattach it and put it off to the side you know the, i think the wheels even came off of it it was like a whole disassemble car you know it was really really neat i, I didn't have a single other person in that but i had a scott pruitt for some reason so for sure <laughs> for sure i i can't even tell you how long he drove that car or if he even had any success in it whatsoever, he might have maybe had a top ten. I have no idea. Maybe on a road course. Probably, yeah. <laughs> so we got a big week, man. Oh my goodness, do we ever? So I'm thinking this podcast is going to come out Thursday morning. Okay. So by now, even though we're recording this on a Tuesday night, we will know the front row to the Daytona 500. Yes. And qualifying that happens Wednesday night. It's really weird that it's Wednesday. Like it's Tuesday now, but it, we're going to go into Wednesday, not even knowing the front row to Daytona 500 yet. Right. That's really weird to me because we usually know on Sunday. Right. It usually goes, it used to go Saturday night or Saturday is the clash. Sunday's qualifying. And then you have practice and testing for all the series, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And then Thursday's the duels, Friday's the trucks, Saturday's, Friday's usually trucks and ARCA, or maybe you know, it's some combination of that. Saturday's Xfinity and Sunday's Cup. This year's all mixed up. And I don't know if it was like this last year. I don't remember it. But I don't, I don't like waiting all the way to Wednesday to find out who the front row is. Right. It, it seems backwards to me just because I've grown up always knowing that the Sunday before was qualifying for the next Sunday's race. Yeah. But the way it works, qualifying will set the front row. Guaranteed. The front row will be the front row unless you have to change cars or have an unapproved change, like an engine change or something. So the first two spots will be the front row at qualifying yes. and Thursday they'll have kind of like heat races in a way. They'll split the field into two, two races, 50 miles each, which I think is what is 50 miles. There's a 50 laps or 50 miles. I think that's 50 laps, 50 laps. So it's, yeah, it's the twin one twenty fives. I remember that. So now it's a dual one fifties. Is that, is that what it is? I think it's a dual one fifty and that's, 60 laps this is back to 125 i don't even know I, I think it's i think it used to be when i was a kid the twin 125s then mm -hmm. it was the dual 150s if it's 50 laps i guess it's back to 125 right i would think so like i because that's times that's two and a half uh, miles right uh, times were so easier Back when it was just the you know Gatorade Dual 125s, uh, now it's the Blue Green Vacations Dual One and Dual Two. Um, I don't know how. I don't know the distance though. I think make me do quick math on top of my on top top of my head. Fifty laps is 125 miles because every 50 laps is another 125 miles. So that's four times 125. That's 500 miles. Okay. Yeah. So it, if it's 50 laps, it's 125 miles, which is what it was when I was a kid. And then they right. bumped it up a little bit, I think, to add the fuel mileage strategy to it at one point. But 
then they kind of cut the fuel cells down to 18 gallons instead of 22 like it used to be. Right. So it kind of made the fuel mileage back, you know, where you couldn't run the whole race on one tank of gas anyway. So I don't know what they're doing. But they're going to set the field based on where you finish in those two dual races. That's where I'm going to be looking the hardest to see who I'm going to end up picking for the fancy cup on Sunday. Right. Cause I want to see who's making moves. I want to see who can draft better, who can push better, who can pull better. I want to see who's aggressive. I want to see who's just going to play it safe. Cause you're going to get all that out of these duels because there's not going to be a lot of practice. I don't think there's gonna be any practice. Yeah. There is no practice for the Daytona 500. No, this is the practice. Racing right. your way in is the practice for the Daytona 500. Yeah, you get uh, when you say practice, the only practice these drivers are getting, at least in the Cup Series now, uh, Trucks and Xfinity both have practice for Daytona coming up this weekend. But the Cup Series, the only time that they're on the track is qualifying and then the duels. So, yeah, you're absolutely right, which is kind of fun. But man, you think about these drivers don't have any sort of practice for the biggest race the, for their Super Bowl. You know what I mean? Like, this is wild. So, uh, Denny Hamlin on episode two of Actions Detrimental was kind of talking about that a lot. And he, he brought up some really good points, too. I did not listen. So, <laughs> <laughs> do you want me to tell you about it? You can if you want. I'm still not going to okay. listen. <laughs> it's okay. It's <laughs> not a big deal. <laughs> that's, a, that's a show I just, I'm not going to ever get into. Yeah. I'll just be honest I get it. with you. Did he, mention, has, did he mention yeah. how bad his uh, paint job was for Daytona 500? He did not. Mm, it's he pretty did bad. He did not mention that. Yeah. It's pretty bad. It's, yeah. Um, I was... Man, these stickers, they just they don't line up. I'll tell you what, but you know what? <laughs> We're going to get into it a little bit later, but that, you know, Denny Hamlin, that is Caitlin Vinsel's pick. That's a good pick, too. She's going through the. She's going straight for the throat. I think. I think she looked up uh, records for Daytona 500. And, and you know and what? She got I'm somebody. Very glad that she did because that's the name of the game, and she is. She's coming out very strong. I got somebody in mind, but I've got to see the duels. I mean, I hate the pick and then just change my mind later. I just want to. I just want to figure it out Thursday night and the Friday morning. I will have my pick. All right. Because there's not going to be any more practice between Thursday and Sunday. What you got on Thursday is what you got on Sunday. Absolutely. So you'll know how your pick is going to do, you know, barring any, you know, crazy, right. You know, circumstances because it is Daytona. It is a super speedway. They do run in packs. One guy can wreck and 15 cars follow. And that's another a big risk about these duels is like you're trying to get as to optimize your starting position in the Daytona 500 as much as possible. But you're also understanding that a lot of these teams only have one backup car. Mm -hmm. So if Chase Elliott and Kyle Larson accidentally wreck in the duels, there's only one backup car. So Hendrick Motorsports is going to be making a mad dash from North Carolina to Florida with another car. 
Yeah, they'll they'll figure it out. That's I ain't wild. worried about the big teams. I'm not either. Yeah, the big teams I have it figured out. Go RCR. <laughs> so I think everything is going to be on FS1 this week. I think absolutely everything is going to be on FS1 except the Daytona 500. Am I correct in saying that? I believe I'm right. I believe you are 100% correct. Oh, wait sir. a minute. There is cup practice. It's at 9.30 a.m. on Saturday. Oh, and they got some when on did, Friday, too. When did they announce that? I, oh, okay. Yeah, so, yes, look at they, this. I'm looking at a lineup right now. So, Denny Hamlin did mention that on the podcast, that they do have practice, but it's like... Uh, yeah, like an hour, maybe, if that. Yeah. So, he said something along the lines of who's going to want to go out there and risk tearing up their car if the team only has one backup car. Well, on top of that, it's after the duels. You want to practice for the duels. True. I mean, you're going to have some people that aren't even going to have a chance to practice because they've missed the race. So here's the whole lineup. I have it listed right out in front of me. Everything is on FS1, some FS2, except for the Daytona 500, which is on Fox. This is all Eastern, Eastern times. Cup qualifying, Wednesday night, which has already happened by the time this podcast comes out, 8 p.m. Eastern on FS1. Thursday, truck practice, 5 p.m. FS1 and duels tonight, 7 p.m. on FS1. Don't miss it. That's It's always fun. Those races are always fun because there's so much drama of getting into the race itself. So much fun, yeah. Truck qualifying on Friday is at 3 p.m. Xfinity practice. 4.30 p.m., cup practice, 5.30 p.m., and the truck race, go Matt Benedetto. 7.30 p.m., all on FS1. Saturday, yeah. cup practice, 10.30 a.m. on FS1 and FS2, so I guess it's being dual broadcasted. Uh, Xfinity qualifying, 11.30 a.m., ARCA race, 1.30 p.m., which is going to be pretty interesting because Frankie, uh, what's his last name? Frankie Munez. Munez. See, I couldn't remember his last name. I couldn't remember how to say his last name for. Anyway, that that race is going to be kind of interesting. There, um, that's at one thirty p.m. on FS1 and Xfinity race five p.m. on FS1. So you're going to have like a dusk start to the Xfinity right. race on Saturday night and Sunday two thirty p.m. on Fox, the Daytona five hundred. That's the yes. whole lineup from. Wednesday's qualifying all the way to Sunday. Which, you know, for like the fantasy cup uh, participants, you don't necessarily need to watch uh, qualifying. Oh, no. You, I mean, you, know, you didn't the need duels. to watch qualifying because it would happen yesterday. That is very true. <laughs> You're absolutely right. Yep. It already happened. Doesn't even matter. Why are we talking about it? Man, can you believe they got the poll? Man. He went so fast. Oh, that's right. I could have just said he. We don't have a female driver in the Cup Series anymore. Yeah. So there was a little bit of news, not very big news at all, but uh, Adam Stern tweeted that NASCAR is actively talking to bring races to New York City. Uh, and they're also trying to get race cup races in New York City, uh, Denver, Seattle, Mexico, Canada, 
and an international series in the Middle East. Middle East? Yeah. That's so out of place, but okay. Um, I'm assuming they're thinking street races. Oh, man, I hope not. Uh, what else is there? I don't know. They're not going to build a track in New York. I mean, they got, but, they I mean, got Watkins Glen, but I'm talking about New York City. Oh, could you just... Mm, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> you know, like, but having like NASCAR races in, you know, Seattle or New York City, something like that, that's really interesting. And I'm real, I'm here for it, but not for the love of God, like not street races. Maybe they'll close down the airport and have an airport race. Uh, you know what? I would even, I'd be, okay I'd be with better. That. I'd be better off with that than street races. I ain't gonna lie. Honestly, yeah. yes, 100%. Indy cars do that. By the way, I don't know. Do they still do that? Do they I, have airport I don't think circuits? So. I don't know. I don't think that was so. always so interesting to me to see them map out a road course on a on a on a huge like airport runway. You know, inner inner. You know, kind of going in between the two, two, three, four, five, six different runways this airport has, and those little transition lanes and stuff. That was always so interesting to me. I mean, yeah, it's a flat, rough surface. But and there's nothing like it. There's nothing else like it. I think that's so much more fun to watch than the uh, street races. I don't know why. It just it it feels feels cooler to me. Yeah, I've never once heard of indie cars racing on an airplane. Hey, so that's pretty cool. Why did my TV come on? Micah. Why is it turning down? My remote's way over there. What? It's the hash slinging, the the dash dinging slasher. Okay. Shout out to all my sponsors. I think my Oculus Quest did it. It oh. just it's gotten to where it just randomly turns the TV on out of nowhere while it's sitting here charging because it connects to the TV. Hang on, I got hang on. What does it do? I hope you keep this in. It just randomly came I, on and started playing the YouTube video I was watching, and all of a sudden it turned itself way down, and then the Oculus Quest took over. And the Oculus Quest is sitting in my drawer right next to me. Do you think it might be a G-H-O-S-T? No, because she messes with the back TV. Oh, see. I, okay, so not to get on a tangent real fast, but like I'm deathly afraid of G-H-O-S-T-S. You think, it's, uh, you think one's going to appear if you say its name? Yeah, um, 100%. I, that's exactly how I believe. But So we were over at a friend's house, and Jessica said something about how she has heard some things and uh, you know have seen some things around our house, and she kind of was talking about it. And ever since she said something about it, I know exactly what she's talking about. Because uh, like the actually, the area that I'm recording in, I'm back in my, my kitchen in my dining room area and every night i'll be watching tv while they're sleeping or something and i'll like right next to me is the trash can that we have for like you know just everybody to throw something away and i always have it pushed up against the wall for some reason uh and it's one of those like you you hit the um little thing at the bottom and the top opens and it'll make this noise here i'm standing right next to it I don't know if you heard that or not. A little but, bit. Uh, 
like it's this it kind of bangs up against the wall and a couple nights ago i was everybody was asleep i was out here and i heard that noise like the bike hitting the wall and i looked back and nothing's here earlier today i heard footsteps dude i uh, can't do it i'm too pretty for this yeah well i don't know why this is happening to me though i don't understand like the i have an oculus quest it's sitting in my drawer and it randomly decides while it's charging and on like sleep mode it has done this a few times now it randomly decides i'm gonna kick on i'm gonna turn on the tv while i'm at it because tv was off Huh. But because now it's smart technology, you know, if you turn something on, it turns the TV on automatically to that that receiver, you know. Right. And yeah. it's doing that with the Quest. And it's it's weird because it's not even like the Quest will show what's on the Quest on the TV. It's like a music player on the Quest. It's like, I don't listen to the Quest music. That's not what I do with the Quest. I mean, I play VR games and sometimes... You know, I'll take the app and I'll transfer it over to the TV so everybody in the room can see what I'm doing. But you have to do it on the right. app and in the quest itself, like screen sharing. You can't, it doesn't just automatically do it. I don't know, it's weird. So Sunday, the Daytona 500, I've been looking at the weather because, you know, I mean, one of us is going. Right. Yeah. So I've been constantly looking at the weather. I think we're going to be pretty good. Yeah, it looks it looks good. It looked like for a minute there on Friday it was going to storm, but I think all that's kind of cleared up too. Where it doesn't like they're going to get any rain all weekend. Now it is Florida. You can never tell, just like where I live. Right. I mean, it can be clear, 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 and then storm for twenty minutes and be clear all the rest of the day. Right. That's just that's how this place is, especially once you get later on in the afternoon on a hot day, but. That Sunday looks like the high's gonna be like the high sixties with sun. So hey, it's it's not gonna be one of those really humid days where thunderstorms gonna build up in the late afternoon like it was when I went in twenty twenty. Never for yep. the life of me understand. I don't I don't understand why they start these races so daggum late. When you're you're I know it's February, but you're still in this climate of Florida where right. It's hot and humid, even in February. Like the next, like the wind Tuesday and Wednesday after that, we're going to Orlando, eighty six and eighty nine degrees. That's hot. Yeah, I mean it's Florida hot, especially for February. I haven't seen eighty nine degrees since like last October, maybe right. or September, maybe even. And all of a sudden, it's going to be like that for three or four days in a row. I'm. I mean, I'm, I'm happy it's going to be sunny and not raining, but dang on. It's going to be a little warm. I never understood why we don't... When I was a kid, we started these races at 11 a.m., 11.30 a.m., 12 p.m. local time. And they were done with by 3.30. Nowadays, we're starting these races at 2.30. So by the time 3.30 comes around, it starts raining and we have to postpone the whole race. That's what we did in 2020. Right. Oh, man, it's so frustrating. I, I don't get it, but it is what it is. I guess they want that primetime viewership. But weather looks good for Sunday, and uh, I can't wait. We're leaving to head that way on Friday. Absolutely. I am so insanely jealous that you are going to experience all that. I am super happy for you guys. Yeah, we're either going to watch Kyle Busch win his uh, first Daytona 500 or Ross Chastain. 
One of them two is probably going to win their, their Daytona 500 this year. I believe it. Absolutely. <laughs> um, we, I want to talk about a few paint schemes in a minute, but we're going to take a break first. Uh, before we take a break, I want to talk about SkinnyMixes.com. It is a uh, website that you can go to where you can find syrups for coffees and drink mixes, all sugar-free, guilt-free, any, any type of flavor, any type of drink that you want. You, you can have flavor shots. You can have... You have your accessories for your uh, your syrups, like your pumps and stuff like that, so you can get the right pour, the right amount every time you go into it. There's so much to choose from. I promise you, if you go to skinnymixes.com, you're going to find something you like. Mac is making it very difficult for me to get through this. but I, I understand but it's, <laughs> 100%. I'm going to get through this, even though he's slinging his bed all over my leg. If you go to skinnymixes.com, just search the site. I promise you, you'll find something. I know I have at least eight or nine flavors in my pantry right now. Uh, I always change. I change the flavors about every day. And if you use the code MARBLES at checkout, you will get 10% off your first order. So go to skinnymixes.com. Check it out. The following announcement has been paid for by the Pulling Up a Chair podcast. Tim here host of the Pulling Up a Chair with a Chair Shop podcast. If you're a fan of wrestling figures and the artists that take them to the next level, then I've got a favor to ask of you. Come check out my podcast, Pulling Up a Chair. Each episode, I sit down and talk to figure customizers, figure photographers, set builders, figure collectors, podcasters, and even pro wrestlers. Just search out Pulling Up a Chair with a Chair Shot wherever you get your podcasts, and I hope you'll join me next time right here on Pulling Up a Chair. So how do you make a commercial about something so random? I don't know. You make it pretty random. That's right. So if you enjoy lots of random stuff like food... Or top fives. Random facts. Dirty facts. I try to keep them clean. She tries. Uh, but come listen to Tales from the Estate. We have lots of fun. We try to drop shows every week. Try. Sometimes we do. Sometimes we don't. The kids are the kids are a bear. They are. Uh, but yeah, come listen. Thanks. Thanks. Bye. So I want to talk about a couple paint schemes. All right. We mentioned Denny Hamlin's. Did you have you got a good look at this this car? I I've only got a glimpse of it, um, and it wasn't for very long. So I I remember I was not impressed with it. Did you happen to see the rear quarter panel? No, I did that's not. That's the that's the hard part to me about this car okay when you paint a car you're fluidly painting the entire car at once okay you have the yes. design the design is wrapping itself around the car you are in control of everything that goes on that car in that moment when you get on a computer and you design it on photoshop and you put it all together in this program it's going to print it out you got to put the stickers on guess what it doesn't line up. 
the stripes oh, on the rear quarter panel, they stop at the bumper. And then the bumper, the whole rear end of the car, has stripes on it as well. And they don't line up. They... I I guess I did not notice that. It's the most frustrating thing for someone that loves paint jobs. And they and they showed this thing off. Like FedEx showed it off. Hamlin showed it off. Or Joe Gibbs. Somebody showed it off. And they were so proud of it. And they get to this rear quarter panel and everybody's like, oh, why didn't it line up? Who needs to be fired? You know? Maybe by the time it races, they'll have it lined up and fixed because there's been a bunch of people making a little deal out of that. I see. I I guess I just never realized it. If if you go to the uh, in the marbles Twitter account, I'm positive I have retweeted this. I need to go right now. Actually, I have because I'm very I'm positive interested. I retweeted it. Just scroll down and you'll see the rear end of this this white car, which the whole scheme itself doesn't look awful, but it's kind of plain. I like the gold numbers, but they don't match it. It's like gold chrome numbers, and it doesn't really match the car. But, man, line up the dang stripes. <laughs> it's so I'm aggravating. Oh, my goodness. Oh, wow. Somebody, somebody is, needs to be fired. That's ridiculous. I, Yeah. There's another one I want to talk. Another one did that too. I can't remember who it was, but another one did that too. Um, it's a common theme because they're stickers. They're stickers. If the computer programmer didn't line it up exactly right, the way it's going to be laid out on the car, not just the way it's going to be printed, then it's going to be like that. Each quarter panel oh, is going to have a different look to it. Each panel of the car, I mean. You know, every time an edge comes up on the car, it's it's not going to line up. It's just, That's miserable. Mm -hmm. It's it's awful. It looks like it looks like somebody designed it on a computer program and couldn't get it to line up. It looks like somebody Jeez. took that NASCAR Heat Five and they could not figure out how to get it lined up. Yeah, I mean, I even on that World of Outlaw game, I actually made my UMP dirt modified uh, the same paint scheme as the in the marbles uh logo mm -hmm. and uh so that took a little while but you know i i i don't pride myself on being very creative when it comes to that type of stuff but i i even did a better job than so that you you kind of did the same thing i did with the street stock yeah. yes i did it's it's <laughs> a it's a good looking scheme it is i love it um there's a couple more i want to talk about the 42 Noah Gregson, the Wendy's car. Have yes. you seen it? Yes, I have. What do you think? I like, you it. like it. Um, it's very busy. It's um, I like the black. I like the white numbers on the black. Um, it's got that gold outline and shadow on the font because of I guess Legacy Motor Club or something. Oh, okay. I mean, I think that's what I think that's why, because the 43 actually unveiled a new paint scheme today, too. Right before we start recording. Guns and Roses is sponsoring the 43 sometime this year. Oh, okay. and it's neat, but it's just it's black 
with Guns N' Roses written down the side of it and like the logos on the hood. I mean, it's neat, but it's still black with this gold outlined shadowed 43, just like this 42 is. I guess right. that's what they're going with for this. Huh. I think it's so tacky. That's interesting, I guess. I, that, that burger on the front looks... That's rough. I just... I don't know. I it don't do it for me. I think it's, I think it's so tacky looking. I think his, Hey, I feel, I it. think the last Wendy scheme was really good. The one that he ran at Talladega this past, I think, wasn't it Talladega? I think it was Talladega. I could be wrong about that, but the one he ran last year, the 62 car. Oh yeah. I think that scheme was good. Yeah. I don't like this scheme. Yeah, I mean, comparing the two Wendy's from last year to this year, yeah, I definitely like last year's a lot better. Um, I, I'm okay with it. It just seems very it's busy. It's busy and plain at the same time. Yeah, kind of. If that makes any I sense. I, I wish that they had the logo instead of an ugly burger on the hood. That might change it for me. Having, a, having actual food on the car doesn't do anything for me. Right. Like the spam car didn't have a hunk of fried spam on the hood. You know what I mean? It, it, it said spam. <laughs> right. I mean, I don't know. I, I've thought that way about the Smithfield bacon car. The, um, see the Oscar Mayer car doesn't have hot dogs outside of there is one version. I think that has mustard or cheese or something on it, but I don't know. Just actual food, seeing actual food on a car. Just, I don't know that, yeah, Stenhouse, Stenhouse will also have a paint scheme that has like a thing of pancakes with syrup on it. And I'm like, I don't know. It just looks weird and super out of place. But yeah, I understand what you're saying. Well, it just reinforces the fact to me also that it's not paint. Right. You're not painting a hamburger. You know what I mean? You're, it's, it's all a wrap. The whole car's a wrap. And I, I, I mean, obviously, logos have always been stickers, but right. I don't know. I just, it don't do it for me. Uh, I feel like you're going to like this one, but I was just curious to know your take on it, the mashup that Ty Gibbs is going to run. I love I it. I figured you would. Oh, it, it looks so good. I, I love it. I kind of don't. You don't like I it? Don't. I I understand where you're coming from because it's, it's a little it's, bit different. It's too much. You think yeah, so? I, I wish it was one or the other. I like the all green it, lightning yeah. bolts. I like the all black monster energy. I don't like them together. That's just yeah. my personal opinion. But I figured you yeah. seeing that car, being a fan of Ty Gibbs, being a fan of Interstate, being a fan of Monster, even I yeah. just I feel like yeah, you would probably really like that car, and I get it. I totally I, get it. Yeah, I, I definitely did, but it's a shame that we're not going to get a diecast out of it. No, probably not. Not with a. You feel like Monster would at least allow the uh, elites, because children are not buying one hundred twenty dollar diecasts. Right. That's that's how it was with Action, like. Miller would put their stuff on cars when I was a kid, even all, all the way up 
forever. As long as they were on a car, they would put their stuff on cars, but they just wouldn't right. sell them yeah. to kids. Like it, it was never on Walmart shelf. It was never a place where you could buy it at Walmart. That's correct. Yeah. And the only place you could buy it was either in a catalog or on a website or something, which you had to have like a credit card to do. So kids were not buying this car. The only way I ever got any, any type of uh, beer sponsored or cigarette sponsored cars when I was a kid and I was collecting was because my grandparents would buy them for me because they knew I wasn't some dumb kid that was just going to go drink a Miller because it was on my race car. You know, right. I like race cars and I like Rusty Wallace and he was sponsored by Miller. So like, heck yeah, I'll, you know, that stuff's nasty, but the car looks awesome. Anyway, I don't really yeah. have any more paint schemes to talk about. I, you know, I mean, we saw the three chat. Is it three chai or three chi? I don't know. Honestly, I don't know how you would say it. I heard Kyle Bush pronounce it as three chi. I think that's right. And I've been calling it three chai this whole time, so that's pretty embarrassing. But um, Well, it rhymes. Yeah. Three chi, I think that's it. <laughs> so, yeah, we saw that paint scheme uh, for Kyle Bush, But, uh, you know, there hasn't really been any sort of paint schemes thus far that – I've been like, oh my gosh, look at that. That's so cool. Uh, Ty Gibbs made me kind of double look like, whoa, wait a minute. Because I kind of just figured it was Monster Energy. So when I saw the lightning bolts, I was like, whoa, hold up. Like, let me. I took a closer look at it. I was like, man, that is a sharp looking hot rod mm-hmm. for sure. But yeah, none, none of the paint schemes really have stuck out, stuck out, stuck out to me um, this far. Yeah. Yeah, not for the 500 anyway. Um, I know. I think I saw the three Austin Dillon had a, a a continuation of a sponsor. It was like a custard place. I think I saw oh, that. Yeah, and, it was like a yellow Andy's and blue frozen. Car. Yeah, Andy's frozen custard for sure. I, that looked interesting. It was bright and colorful. Yeah, it's very bright. Yeah. Love that paint scheme. I guess I'm. I'm just getting. I just. I'm. I'm just. I'm just too old school when it comes to paint schemes. I like. I'm I'm so in the mindset that the simpler the scheme the better. But then I go Absolutely. and look at track house and stuff and their stuff's put together so well that I can't hate it. Like right. their orange car, what I don't even know the sponsor of it. That orange car that they have this year, man, it is so yeah. good looking. It is, and I feel like that kind of goes on, you know how willing the sponsor is to like work with the designers that makes the wraps for these race cars. Like, Hey, you know, this is a design or like, are the sponsors like, no, this is how we want our race cars to look, you know, trying to find that orange car. I know I have it in my notes somewhere trying to see what the sponsor is on it. I think I know what you're talking about. It's a K word. I think like a Kabuto, Kabuto or something like that. Oh, okay. Did you happen to see the 47 um, Ricky Stenhouse uh, Velveeta car? I did, yes. Was Did he run that at the Clash? I think he did, yes. That's another one I'm talking about. Food yeah. on a car. I get it. It looks like they poured that fake cheese all over this car and it just, I don't, ugh. Oh, it's giving me, give me a migraine. 
Just yeah. looking at it. I can't I can take it off. Take out my phone. Goodness. I don't see how I don't I don't know what people are doing designing these cars. I they're getting on my nerves so bad the way they're designing cars nowadays. And I know that's such a weird pet peeve, a real a really weird nitpick right now because we're about to go into the one of the best weekends of racing in the entire year. And I'm worried about these paint schemes because they look stupid. They only look stupid to me, I guess, because I saw Dale Juniors just love the mess out of that scheme because they actually wrap the bottom of the car when everybody yeah, else the, doesn't. They just leave it black. The valence, yeah, the valence yeah. on the side and stuff. And I appreciate that. I do. I just wish it was wrapped with a better scheme. Yeah, like I know Dale Jr. is very obsessed with the uh, side skirts being painted or, or left black you know uh he's very into that and i i guess i get it but um yeah i guess i haven't really seen the same paint schemes that dale Earnhardt jr has been excited about so uh hope you know hoping the next few days uh with qualifying the duels i'll see some that's like oh cool i'm really interested to see how that Ty Gibbs uh, paint scheme looks under the lights. I know the Daytona 500, it's not under the lights, but hopefully maybe when they go back to Daytona two later in the season, it'll, you know, they'll have that paint scheme. Well, there's a good chance Daytona's going to finish under the lights. Well, that's true. Yeah. Because I mean, I got to see it lit up in person one time when uh, it rained in 2020, we got our 20 laps and we sat there Hour after hour after hour, it has stopped raining. They're drying the track. We go back out to our seats and we look and it's all lit up. And it looks amazing lit up. Absolutely oh, the bet. coolest thing ever is to see Daytona lit up at night. And then the bomb fell out. And we couldn't yeah. get to watch any more racing. Because I thought for a minute there, okay, we're going to be 1 a.m. getting out of here, but we're going to see this race. Like, no. It just it didn't happen Does... that way. Does Talladega have lights? No. Oh, it does. No, Talladega is. Uh, I've watched qualifying in the dark there before because they were running out of daylight because I think an ARCA, ARCA practice, something went long. Um, I don't think it was rain, but something went really long. And I remember watching qualifying in person one day and it got really, really dark. But on TV, you oh. couldn't tell. Like we didn't, I don't even think we stayed to the end. I think me and my grandparents, we went back to the hotel and we caught the end of it at the ho at the hotel on TV, and we were watching oh, it wow. live, and noticing how daylight it was at the at the track. But then we walked out the front door. I was like, it's pitch black out here. I don't know how in the world they're seeing. And they they said right. like these cameras are not doing this justice. The cameras are picking up every single bit of light and and like amplifying it, so you can see on TV. It's like it's dark. <laughs> so right? I think yeah. I think Jeff Burton won the poll that year, if I'm not mistaken. But I have a weird memory, so who knows? So we got four races coming up this weekend. Yes. Is there any particular thing before we got here that you're looking forward to between these four races, between the truck race, the ARCA race, the Xfinity race, and the Cup race? Are there any particular things? That you're looking forward to this weekend? I'm just mostly excited just to see NASCAR back. You know, um, golly, man, it's been such a long, agonizing off season. 
And now just knowing that we don't we have NASCAR every single week until June. Mm-hmm. I am so so excited about that. So um no, you know, everybody kind of looks out for the big the big one. Uh the older I get, the more diehard NASCAR fandom I have, the less I get excited about that, especially with the next gen car. Mm-hmm. So kinda wondering, are we gonna see any cars get air? You know, are they are we gonna see a tumble, you know, or uh, I don't know, you know. Oh, yeah. But I'm, yeah, I'm I'm excited for everything. I'm I'm over I'm over the crashing part of it. I don't Yep, me too. I don't I don't care because once when you when you saw like maybe it maybe a long, long time ago, I was like, Wow, what a crazy crash. It took out 15, 20 cars, you know, but then the tandem racing started at one point. And they didn't have crashes like that. There was like one or two mixed in here and there. But for the most part, it was single car crashes with like a single spin. Like it's just a, a bump draft went wrong. You know, and right. I think that's why a bunch of people. I think that's why a bunch of people hated it. Honestly, because the really big crashes didn't happen near as frequently. But I saw what kind of racing we could have. Right. Just by not taking out half the field, you still had like 35 cars at the end of this race going for it. Like these people would spin out and they spin out to the infield and then they get going and they get right back in the race. You know, as opposed to, you know, you're getting that big crash and you're taking out six, seven, eight, ten cars. Right. That takes out a fourth of the field. Like, why do you want, why do you want to root for that? It doesn't make any sense why people, want that so much so i'd be happy if they went i guess or not because stages are going to throw cautions but i'd be happy if they went caution free yeah i would be yeah too. just have a good race you know forget the dang crashing mess just i don't right. know what people see in that especially when you know like the outcome of what could happen you know especially with these cars because like you said this next gen car is a little stiff Right, so it's gonna, it's gonna hurt. Oh yeah. So I mean, we we saw that, especially a bunch of them backing into the walls and stuff like that. I mean, heck, just last week we saw somebody break a suspension just by spinning into the rear of a car. Fragile. I'll tell you, like we got to figure something out for sure. Fragile and like a concrete wall is a rear bumper. <laughs> yeah. Because that's the only time you ever like break that is if you hit the concrete wall, this person spun out and hit the rear bumper of a car. So that means that tells me in my head that bumper is as hard as the concrete wall. The rear end of that car is so breaking toe links. Oh my gosh. How crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah, this looks like it's going to be a shorter show, but honestly we don't have anything to review. We just have stuff to preview. Like I can talk about what I'm going to do this week. Yeah. We're leaving Friday night or Friday afternoon. Once I get off work, we're heading to Orlando. Saturday, we're going to spend it in Hollywood Studios and Disney. And then we're going to wake up Sunday morning, go to Daytona. And we're going to spend all day at the racetrack. No, no infield passes. No anything like that. We're just going to be out there in the stands, soaking in the atmosphere. Going to get to watch the entire Daytona 500 for the first time. I can't wait. It's going to be so much fun. 
And we're somewhere where we can see pit road and start finish line really well. We're somewhere in there. I can't remember if we're to the right or to the left of the start finish line. I think we're to the left, but we're somewhere in that, that range kind of upper grandstand area. So we're going to have yeah. a good view of the track too. Yeah. And you get kind of first dibs on that Kyle Bush merch, bro. I'm really jealous about that. Oh man. Like, uh, have, do you know racing USA? Yes. Yes. So racing USA, they just released two new Kyle Bush hats mm -hmm. and they're like the, the team style, like with the mesh back and stuff. And, Man, oh man, they have uh one as cheddars and the other one is uh three three mm -hmm. chi. Man, I'm gonna have to send you some money <laughs> or something because if they have those hats, oh I want one. <laughs> um I'm looking forward to seeing what kind of uh track house stuff they have. Yes. You know, like I have you seen Wave Eight yet? I have I not, haven't either. No. My my Walmart doesn't have any of them at all. And then there's one Walmart like 45 minutes away from me that I went to one day. It had all of Wave One, all the test cars it had all those. Oh yeah. I mean, okay. How long ago was that? You know, these are cars from like January of 2022. Yeah. And here we are rolling into Daytona 500 in 2023. We don't have anything. I just <sighs> aggravate. But yeah, very, very aggravated. Yes, 100%. They did show off the render for the Talladega Matt Benedetto win. Yeah. Which I have coming as soon as, as soon as it gets made. It's going to be heading my way in 124 scale. Oh, 124 scale. I wanted 164 scale. My wife actually made the purchase and she misunderstood me. I wanted to chase Elliot in 124 scale because uh, we had the confetti. I wanted to put it in like a little box with a real confetti from Victory Lane. And she went ahead and got the 124 scale with Matt DiBendetto. And I was like, ooh, that's a lot of money. And I was like, I'll take it. It's Matt yeah. DiBendetto's first win. You know, I'll take Absolutely. it. Absolutely. And you were there, so that's yeah. even better. I, I love the fact that I was there. I hope I'm there for somebody I like to win the 500 this time around, and it ain't somebody like Hamlin or Logano. You know, if it's yeah. a children's car or if it's a track house car, I'm going to be ecstatic. It's going to be it's going to be a lot of fun. Or an RCR. <laughs> I said children's. Or, oh, I thought you said. I said children's. You did say Childress. Yeah. I'm sorry. I thought you said Hendrick no, for, I for some reason. I don't want Hendrick to win. No. I've never been a Hendrick fan. Not even Chase no. Elliott? I'm not a Chase Elliott fan. No. <laughs> I got I got that diecast because we were there and my kids were in victory lane. Well, that's what I'm yeah. saying is that your kids cheers, cheer for uh, Chase. So I was like, oh, if it came down to it, Ross Chastain versus Chase they Elliott. They already got their Chase Elliott win. It's my turn. That's, that's mm -hmm. right. Absolutely. It's my turn with that, but heck yeah! I honestly, I have a pick. You know what? I'll go ahead and say what, what my pick. I think it's going to oh. be. I'll oh. go ahead and say who I think it's going to be, and then I'm going to watch the duels, and I'm going to make my final pick. Oh, okay. Because the duels are tonight, as according to this podcast here. So, right. if I'm thinking the way I 
think it's going to go based on past stats, based on this person's ability at these super speedway races, based on, I think it's the fact that his team won it last year. I want to say it's Ryan Blaney. Ooh, that's, that's my Daytona 500 pick until I see the duels and then we'll go from there. But initially my pick is going to be Ryan Blaney. Okay. So this is not set in stone. Nothing's going to be set in stone. I'm not going to put on that Facebook group until after the duels, but interesting. Okay, I got to see how he's going to race. I got to see how his car is because you know, once in a while, these teams will come to Daytona and everything will be just spot on. Like the first four cars in, in the field will be one, two, three, four on qualifying. Yeah, right. There's a lot. Teammates usually sit on the front row. For sure. Like, especially Hendrick. Yeah. Hendrick does a lot, but also I've seen Yates do it. You yes. Know, between absolutely. 88 and 38. I've seen them sit on the front row before. I've, it happens a lot. I've seen uh, Stuart Haas do it. Just yep. it. What a what an event it would be. What like what what kind of um, what's the word I'm looking for? It would kind of reinforce. That's what I'm looking for. It would reinforce yeah. my opinion on who's going to win this race if Penske got the front row. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And for I sure. Feel like that's a possibility. Between Logano, last year's winner, Cendric, and Ryan Blaney, I feel like Penske's getting the front row this year. Oh, But it already happened, right? So yes. who knows? I Maybe I'm right. Maybe I'm wrong. Who knows? Um, so really fast. Like, I don't know. Like, I just kind of talked about it a little bit last week where I'm kind of keeping track. Oh, as I drop my pin. Uh I'm keeping track of everybody's point standings and how many times you've used your drivers and stuff, man. So I had this thought that most everybody was going to choose the same driver. No, but so, (laughs) so far I've chosen Kyle Busch. Jessica has chosen Kyle Larson. Drew Vinsel chose Alex Bowman which I thought was a really good mm-hmm. pick. Hendrick. I mean, you can't go wrong with any Hendrick car. Caitlin is going for the jugular of everybody right out of the gate. She's going with three time Daytona 500 winner, Denny Hamlin. Mm-hmm. Billy's going with Chris Busher. That's kind of a dark horse pick. I mm-hmm. love it. I love it. Speaking of dark horses, uh, none other than Matt is going to be choosing uh, Michael McDowell. That's a good dark horse, though. Very He's good. Always like, he in knows, the top five. Obviously, he knows how to get it done. The 2020, 2021, right? I believe so. Yes. I believe so. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, 2021. Uh, Daytona 500 winner, Michael McDowell. And Josh, he has Kevin Harvick. Going to win his last one? Yeah. I, th- I mean, all of those drivers could easily win this race, and so I'm very... I got Ryan Blaney. For now. Yeah, for now. We'll see. If he's <laughs> if he's trash, if he's absolutely trash or crashes, then I'll yeah. probably reconsider. Right. Yeah, because I don't want to back sure. up car as my pick. I just, I don't. Right. But, I mean, I picked the winner last year, so... You did. 
so are you gonna let's try to run it back well i hope not because i'm gonna try to i'm gonna try to win this one but uh yeah so far (laughs) (laughs) so uh i mean so far we only need um what five more picks from tim john rj uh you and nicole so uh i i wonder i mean i'm pretty sure we could have like all 12 participants having 12 different drivers who could well, absolutely win this yeah, race. Yeah, because nobody's picked um nobody's picked Chase Elliott. Byron? Yeah, nobody's picked William Byron. Jimmy Johnson. Logano. Oh my Logano gosh, is yeah, a, Logano? an amazing pick for the five hundred. Nobody picked the yeah. last winner. Right. Austin Cindric. Yeah, like no one I mean there's still so nobody much picked the three car. Out there. The three car Which is, won the last race at Daytona. Right. That's crazy. The last two winners so, uh, at this track. Nobody's touched them. The two wild. and the three. That's crazy. That's so cool. Yeah, it's just this is why we like NASCAR. I love NASCAR. It's, it's, it's fun. It's so much fun because you never know what's gonna happen. I know somebody was it Drew that said he already put a bet bet down? Yes. Okay. Drew, I love you, man. But I love it. Goodness great. Don't ever bet on NASCAR. <laughs> oh man. But like if Alex Bowman wins, Drew looks like the smartest person ever. And Alex Bowman is not a bad pick to put money on. He's not, but I just I can't put money on one driver. I can't do it. You know, I, I've seen it happen. Like my aunt did it. She put 75 bucks down one day on Ernie Urban to win the first Brickyard 400. And if anybody remembers anything about the first Brickyard 400, 1994, Ernie Irvin dominated that race. Dominated it. Somewhere in the last 20 laps, he got a flat tire. And Jeff Gordon went on to win. You you can't, yeah. you just never know what's going to happen in, in a race. It ain't like one team's going to win, one team's going to lose. No, one team's going to win, and 39 other teams are going to lose. Right. It's just such a wild card. Put money on any one driver. Now I put money on lineups all day long. I'll do that because everybody else is picking multiple drivers too. Like I'll I'll put money down on, on like a six driver lineup. Sure, especially these super speedway races because everybody's going to end up having somebody out. So it kind of yeah. evens up the field a little bit. And if you do happen to have a group of six guys that misses all the wrecks and is up there in the top 10 or 12 at the end of the race, you got a chance to win some big money. Right. And I will do that, but putting on one driver, man, dude, you're braver than me. Maybe, maybe Drew has like this undesirable, undesirable is not the right (laughs) word, but this like undeniable, like just gift for picking drivers. And maybe he's just, Maybe he's just feeling it, and he's like, you know what? He has a feeling. Go with it. I'm all aboard with it because I think that is awesome. Uh, Alex Bohm is not a terrible person to uh, put money on, for sure. No, he might back his way into it. You never know. Hey, you never know. (laughs) You know, uh, really weird, stupid side note. I actually use Ally. Oh, do you? I, I I use it to finance my Dodge Charger. So I make a payment oh, I ally every single month. Oh, I didn't know they, they did They're bank. That. Oh, I didn't know they were a bank. This is the point of sponsors today. 
We have talked about oh. this before with these sponsors. How you just don't know what half of these sponsors are anymore. I thought it was a health insurance. I didn't know what Ally was either until I went to uh, to go get my charger. And they went through the finance company and Ally was their finance company. I was like, oh, that's what they do. Okay. That's what yeah. it is. So I, cool. I financed it. Oh, by the way, they're awesome. They really are awesome. Are because they? all throughout COVID, um, whenever we had problems with the paychecks, because my job was really slow at one point and like my wife was still working pretty steady. Uh, this is before she found a travel nurse job and stuff like that. But she was still working pretty steady. But my job was cut almost in half at one point. And we just straight up didn't have the money that we did. So Ally was good enough to where you could make, and you could do this as many times as necessary too, make a partial payment and take like a month off, the next month off, and oh. then continue the payment from there. They would extend it like that as many times as you needed to to get caught up. Oh, yeah, interesting. It was, it's such a good, I mean, they never questioned it either. I never had to talk to anybody or anything. It was just straight up, did on the app, request this because of this reason. Okay, here's your options. You can make this payment, this payment, or this payment. You can extend it one month, two months, or three months, or something like that. So you make the wow. payment that you can make, which is a partial of your, usually it's half or less. And then they'll extend it out for that month or two month period that you need to get caught back up. So, yeah, I highly recommend Ally. As much as I don't care for Hendrick, Ally's pretty cool. All right. I'll keep yeah. that in mind because a... uh, I think, I don't know, I think uh, later in, you know, when we get caught up and stuff, um, I kind of want to trade my Toyota in for a Chevy. <laughs> you know, and I just, I don't know how to go about doing that and stuff. So Just be neutral. Get your Dodge. Uh, you know, I'm solid. I'm good. I just Chevy is just you know just revving. Like I want a Chevy. And then Childers is gonna drop a bombshell in the next couple of years that they're gonna go dodge when they come back. Uh, one time in the I history will, of Childers, I will absolutely go dodge. <laughs> but man, I want a Chevy Colorado. Yeah, those they're not bad. They're I think bad. they're the equivalent of the Tacoma. Yeah, they're the mid-size truck, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, my truck right now doesn't have a back seat, so uh, hauling around, you know, kids and stuff is a little bit challenging. So, definitely want a four-door. They back. They seat still truck, make but... trucks without back seats. Yeah. Wow. Yes, they do. I didn't know they <laughs> like, still did that. Honestly, they honestly sure do. Goodness, I did not know they still did that. I mean, I know like there's some work trucks that have that. Right. Because I had a work truck. It was a 2000 uh, Chevy 3500. And it was one of those big white side box toolbox trucks from like, they just see like yeah. AT&T trucks and stuff. I think we traded a Wii for it. I know. Uh, yeah. Oh, my I think, I think we gave 500 bucks in a Wii. And we got that truck. Amazing. Excellent truck to pull a race car in. Let me tell you what. You you had all your tools and everything stored in the side boxes. It was wide enough where you could fit an entire four-wheeler and an ice chest up on top on the bed. And it still closed the tailgate. And then it would pull the car. And because it was a 3500, you could accelerate with all that crap on your car, on your truck, in your trailer. You could accelerate up a hill. This truck, oh, wow. truck was outstanding. 
and it had the goofiest yellow light on top that you could flip on with a switch inside because it was like a utility truck. Just outstanding. Awesome. I just I had an issue where I couldn't find why it was draining power. So anytime you, you drove it, you'd have to jump it off because there was something inside that was draining power and I could never figure out what it was. Right. So I didn't use it as much as like I could have because you couldn't just drive it somewhere and then go inside for a little bit and then come back out and go to it without, you know, jump starting it. Right. You know, so it was kind of a, unless you just kept it running the whole time, but it was kind of like a once in a while driver. And eventually we got to where we traded in for the charger, you know, so there it yeah. is. Anyway. All right. Enough stalling. Let's get out of here, man. All right. Let's go through the uh, podcast drafting partners real quick. Uh, I want you to give a, a listen to the Fully Posable Wrestling Figure podcast. Uh, Drunk Wrestling History as well. Doing the favor with Eric and Barry. Just go ahead and check out all their back catalog. Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast. New shows dropping all the time there. Uh, Howling with the Wolf with Jason Wolf. And check out his chop shop. I wish I could jump in on some of the things he's got going on right now. But with the trip coming up and... Another thing happening that I'm not going to go into a whole lot of detail, but it's a really big purchase. You know, just can't yes. can't really justify like dropping 70, 80 bucks just randomly here and there anymore like I could a month ago. Um, also, check out Magic and the Mouse. It's a uh, really good Disney World podcast. Uh, I've gotten to where I, I like watching and listening to uh, shows about that. So, um, hey, you got Ethan. Yeah, absolutely. Starting off, as always, Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. Head over to shop.banemusic.com. Uh, I'm not going to say go listen to the archives of, you know, it's faking, uh, you know, it's fake, right, anymore, because I feel like it might be coming back for a few episodes. So. Yeah. Yeah, so go check out You Know It's Fake Right with Brian Breaker and a special guest. Uh, actually, this Saturday, right? Yeah, it's the 18th. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's the 18th. So this Saturday is the debut episode of Saturday Morning Rumble Wheel with Brian Breaker and Daniel Cross. It's Episode one is going to be all about Harley Race. So wrestling fans cannot miss that one. Hoping that we'll hear some uh, Harley stories from Breaker. I'm waiting on that, uh, I'm waiting on that King Harley Race. Uh, elite? Yeah, the Elite. The, um, what, do they, what do they call that series? Greatest Hits? Greatest I'm hits, waiting on yeah. that to go on pre-order because uh, that's getting got right away. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm sure Brian probably feels the exact mm. same way. But speaking of Brian Breaker, go check out TB Toy Cast with Brian Breaker and Travis Fowler. Uh, no Holds Barb with Bill Benis. Uh, you heard their commercial earlier. Go check out Tales from the Estate with Drew and Caitlin with cameos from Rocco and Cole who just celebrated their one Okay. or one first birthday like one year birthday on, uh, this, this past <laughs> monday so pretty cool happy birthday to rocco and cole uh like tales from the estate you also heard pulling up a chair with our friend tim at a chair shot uh podcast you heard that commercial go check out that it's a fun podcast as well uh stolen gimmicks pro wrestling podcast with joe and jordan that we kind of spoke about a little bit last uh, last week i didn't realize that joe lives like two hours from me hmm. so i was like well heck yeah man let's uh let's go do some lunch next time i'm in kansas city um so go check out stolen gimmicks pro wrestling podcast with joe and jordan also a new one that i just kind of put two and two together 
Reffing it up with Brian Hepner drops every Thursday where RJ from the In the Marbles Fantasy Cup is the producer. So go check out Reffing It Up with Brian Hebner. Also, Lionel Racing, the official diecast producer of NASCAR, has a podcast called Authenticated, the Diecast Collectors Podcast. And that's all I got. I want to thank everybody for listening to this week's show. Please rate and review and follow us on all the social media accounts, uh, Twitter and Instagram at In the Marbles Pod. And you can also find us on Facebook. You can email the show anything at any questions or comments, whatever you want, at in the marbles pod at gmail.com. You can also go to whatamaneuver.net if you click the search by store tab in the top left corner, scroll down to in the marbles. You can find all of our t-shirts there. And also don't forget, if your driver wins the Daytona 500, any anybody's driver who wins the Daytona 500, they will be put into a pool of winners and the the and from that pool, we will draw a name, and you will get a free T-shirt, a free In the Marbles T-shirt. Um, it sounds like there's only going to be one winner because everybody's picking different drivers. So, yes, you know, winner take all, I guess. Um, also, check out SkinnyMixes.com. There's going to be something there you like, I promise. Just go to the website. Check it out, SkinnyMixes.com. When you go to checkout, type in the word marbles as your code, and you'll get 10% off your first order. And with that being said, you got anything you want to have before we get out here? I hope you guys have a blast at the Daytona 500. Remember, do not miss the truck series Friday night. Xfinity is Saturday, and the Daytona 500 is Sunday. Can't wait to go racing. But as always, peace, love, all of the above. And we'll see you next time in the marbles. <laughs>